Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listening to the Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Mike Alexander. Joining me, as always, Alex Remazowski, also known as Donald Remington on Twitter. Alex, what's going on, my man? Not much. Just uh, getting ready for this week. We we briefly discussed last week, just now, and it uh, you know being so close yet so far, it just makes you want the next week to be here as soon as possible. And it's here, and it's the major. It's major week. It's U.S. Open. It's Pebble Beach. It's Tiger. It's it's going to be a good week. The third major. It's already here. It's only June eleventh, but uh... which is crazy and kind of. <laughs> I honestly, I don't think I. I don't think I processed that when I saw the new schedule. The fact that we would be three majors set and done on like the middle of June, in the middle of June. Yep. Definitely. Definitely quicker. But here, here we are, U.S. Open taking place at Pebble Beach. Uh, it's going to be a different course than we see at the Pro-Am in, in the beginning of the season, obviously. The, the USGA will have a hand in setting things up. Um, they don't have the, the most favorable track record, we'll put it that way. Though I, I'm hearing Mike Davis, who's come under a lot of criticism, isn't going to have a direct role uh, with, you know, he's, I guess, like the CEO now or something um, of USGA. So that could be a good thing. Then again, like my guess is that the people that are working with him are probably of the same mind and they're going to make this course hard as hell and ridiculous pin placements. The We're seeing videos of the rough where, you know, guys are dropping balls three feet away and then you can't even find them. Like. <laughs> It, yeah, it's, it's going to be a slow, slow pace this week. Yeah, it's always it's hard to say. I mean, a large majority of U.S. Opens are just crazy difficult golf grinding it out, which I personally love. I think a large majority of anyone who cares about golf really likes watching. It makes everything a little bit more fun seeing guys struggle. Yeah. But I mean, we've seen. Two years ago, Kepka won uh, minus 16. So it can go either way, and people will be mad either way. And Pebble Beach is a very difficult course one way or another. 
And that's totally aside from the fact that it's not a very long course at all. It just has its own little little things about it that make it very a very difficult course to score on. So you put the USGA touch on top of that, and right. we could be looking at some crazy, crazy golf. It'll be interesting to see, like with the, that guy not being part of it, not being on site or whatever. I think I agree with you. He's going to have his guys out there. Uh, you know, they're his guys. They're, they, he's the boss, and his whatever he wants is probably going to end up right. being done there. And we saw the rough. That that looks insane. And, hey, I say the harder the better. Brooks says the harder the better. And he's calling everyone else big right. babies. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting you bring up, you know, the his 1600. And that was – it feels like the USGA is so afraid of that happening where – they get these years where the weather dies down and, and they're at a course that depends on weather to protect it. And it doesn't matter what they do, you know, from a setup standpoint, they, these guys are too good. If there's no wind, uh, they, they just are going to eat it up. So it feels like they err on the wrong side uh, or on the, the harder side to, to make sure that things are going to be as hard as possible. Though the weather does look fairly calm, uh, uh, winds, you know, not really out of the, the single digits um, is what I'm seeing. So maybe we will get some scoring. Yep, I was actually seeing the same thing. I think I read something like, oh, there might be some weather and it's going to be really brutal. And then I like typed that into this spreadsheet in front of me. And then I was like, maybe I should look up the weather for myself uh, before we record a podcast. And I was very surprised to see that it looks unusually calm for being right next to the ocean. Yes. I mean that in the area of California, it's in that can change in a heartbeat. Uh, You're probably okay through Thursday and Friday with the forecast, but the weekend, you never know what's going to happen. Anything else you want to say about pebble before we get into the actual golfers themselves? Yeah. I mean, I, I, the only thing I'll add, I, I, Mentioned this the last time we talked about Pebble Beach. I was out there uh, about 14 months ago now. It was like a year ago. Give us the scouting report, Alex. Basically, when I was there, I got destroyed by wind and like (laughs) almost died. It was it was honestly insane. Um, Just the level of wind coming off of the ocean. The course is amazing. It's the coolest place to be if you're a golfer at all. Like. Uh, save up the money, go there, play. You can you can get out. It's going to cost you a bit, but it is honestly like the views, the course, just everything is awesome about it. Yep. But in terms of what we're going to see this week, extremely small greens, extremely small, fast, well, probably very, very fast, kind of relating back to what we were just talking about. It could be fast and it could be ridiculously fast. So... That remains to be seen, but they're fast and they're small and they're all very uneven, pretty much sloping back to front. So you're, if you're over hitting greens, you're, you're struggling. Uh, approach is huge. It's uh, it's playing as par seventy one this week. They changed par five to a full par four, uh, just over seven thousand yards. So again, length not. Not really coming into play here. It's an iron course. It's an accuracy course. It's a be smart and don't get into trouble course. Uh, the ocean is basically on half of the holes. Right. And there's a ton of sand. 118 bunkers on the course. Uh, most of these tiny greens are surrounded by sand. So 
and then when you're when you end up in the bunker and you're uh, got a tight pin placement on like a 12.5 stimp green, it's going to be very hard to get up and down. So you want someone who's going to hit the ball straight, know what they're doing, know the course, hit accurate approach shots, and kind of take it from there. And then the rough, like you said, the rough is going to be crazy too. So fairways and greens. Yeah, and then you know the like you're saying the the course is set up differently than what we see at the at the pro am, uh, but it, there does still seem to be correlation between performing well at the pro am and the U.S. Open the years it's been at Pebble. So, you know, I wouldn't completely ignore it, uh, and that that's going to come uh, into play right up top here. We got two guys above eleven with with Brooks Kepka at eleven six and Dustin Johnson at eleven three. Um, these are the big guns. These are the favorites to win it. Uh, how do you feel about their pricing this week? Yeah, I mean, another thing we discussed briefly, I honestly think DraftKings pricing normally on majors just leaves leaves it wide open. It's interesting because we have this $100 millionaire maker, and the pricing is a little more like what you would expect to see on a week-to-week basis. You got... DJ and Kepka, the two guys that deserve to be very expensive and kind of lineup debilitating are very expensive and lineup debilitating. Brooks Kepka is the back-to-back U.S. Open winner. And I feel like people who follow golf on a week-to-week basis might forget that. And it's just, it's truly insane what Brooks Kepka has done over the past two years. Like, honestly, like I saw it, I was like, this is this is crazy. Like he gets like no love and he just comes out here and wins every single major. And then everyone goes, well, I think I thought about that one too much. Uh, (laughs) So, I mean, I have to back Kepka here. I don't think I, I don't think I can make a case against him right now. It honestly feels like people are kind of banking on the fact that it's really hard to go back to back in majors and to three-peat the U.S. Open. Like, that's just, that would be a, a pretty rare accomplishment. Um, yeah, it's only but, been done once before, and it was like 100 years ago or something. You know, I, I, I don't, like, it doesn't, those things have no bearing on his performance this weekend. You know, it's it's the same thing as flipping a coin. Like, well, I had three tails in a row, so, like, the next one should be heads. That doesn't affect what happens with that flip. It could easily just be tails. As, as, you know, it's the same odds. It doesn't affect his odds this weekend, given that he won prior majors and, and U.S. Opens. So I, I think that's a little bit overstated, and, and people are maybe staying away from him a little bit because of that. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm interested in Brooks. Yeah, and I mean, I'm just looking at a very, very fresh uh, look of ownership and listening around a tiny bit, and it seems like he's not going to be very, uh, very popular in terms of DFS plays. I don't think anyone's going to be hugely, hugely popular here. It'll be interesting to see. Normally, it's a little spread out with the majors, but I mean, to me, it's like if he does he does make it much harder to build like a lineup that you absolutely love mm-hmm. but as we get into the sevens we'll talk about some guys that you can definitely put with him and probably feel pretty confident going into this thing 
Yeah, I do feel, you know, on weeks like this where it's a really difficult course and, and a, a tough field, it's it's a wise to go down and, and kind of spread things around. Uh, but, you know, it, it's it's however you want to build it. Uh, then, then the rest of that top tier in, in the five-digit range, you got Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, and Patrick Cantlay, uh, who's who's been hot lately. Uh I'm not a I'm not a Cantley guy myself. It could just be because I, I pick him the wrong weeks, um, and and he seems to not do well when I want him to do well. Yeah, no, I mean, I think we're totally on the same page there. It's it's so so hard to to get him right on a week to week basis. Then again, you say that and you look at his performance this year, and it's like ninety five percent top ten. So it's like I guess I would have been happy playing him any week but i there's something about him like fresh off the win at the memorial uh, Ten thousand is a price i don't necessarily want to play with him i do like want to fully say that i completely respect him as a player and i think he's very good and i think he is gonna do more big things but like ten thousand I In I could field. definitely pivot away from him coming off the win because people are going to be like, oh, Patrick Cantlay with his irons. It's so great. And yeah, he fits who knows? the narrative. He could win. He fits the narrative. I would probably rather stay away from him. But you could make a case for any of these guys, which is like uh, just even going off of just the past like two months alone. Tiger with the Masters, loves Pebble Beach, won here a couple times, knows it better than anyone. Sounds a lot like Augusta situation. Rory coming off of a win, but has not done great in the U.S. Open lately. And then Jordan Spieth has been sucking until the last three weeks and <laughs> seems to have done a 180. I would... I honestly, All of a sudden, his, his putter is magic again. Yeah. And will the putter continue being magic? I would say with these greens and these like fast Pebble Beach greens that he's shown us he could put on before... Yeah. I, I kind of like it, but the pricing is, it's iffy. Like, I'm so tempted to go, like, Brooks and build from there. I really like Tiger. And I'm kind of up in, up in the air about kind of the rest of this group. I, let's, do a, let's do a good old-fashioned choose two. Ten, 10K plus choose two. I'd probably go Tiger and Rory at their prices. Uh, I, I do like Tiger this week. I think he is going to be pretty popular, given that it's a major. And and Rory, you know, I wish he wouldn't have won last week. I'd, I'd have liked him a lot better from an ownership standpoint. But, uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. Yep. Coming off of that win is like it. It really him and Cantley, they they're both gonna have like the very recent win effect, and then kind of Tiger too, because people are just gonna remember Augusta. And then he kind of came back at Memorial and like showed us what he's made of again. Um, if I chose to, it'd probably be Brooks and Tiger right now. Uh, I don't know about ownership and everything again, right. but Spieth, I, I, I do Spieth like that Spieth is ten three. Uh, I, I think that you know you would have had people playing him from a value standpoint. You know if he was nine six. Yeah, but he's 10, been in like 10, the 10, low nines, and that's been what makes people think so yeah, like unless you're a hardcore speed truther and, and you've stuck with him through through this latest you know stretch uh you're probably not going to chance your your lineups with speed so he does make for an interesting gpp play at that price yeah and he loves 
difficult courses and yeah. like scrambling and just yeah. grinding. He, he, he's great. He's great at both the U.S. and the British Open. Um, just for that reason. And then uh, speaking of British Open, kicking off the nines, you've got Justin Rose, who could do pretty well here, uh, given that it's a little bit of a Lynx style. Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Jason Day, and Francesco Molinari round out the rest of the nines. Plenty of uh, majors uh, in, in this 9K tier that you could start your lineup with. Who's your favorite? Yeah, sometimes majors just make my head spin when I start really diving into the into this uh, these tiers here because it's like man another group you can you can make your own case for so many of these guys but if we're talking pebble beach and now an interesting developing story of new caddy and seemingly newfound motivation jason day at 9100 has tiger woods is old caddy and has historically destroyed pebble beach mm-hmm and has lately not done anything too crazy, but he's 9,100, and that is really, really, really tempting to me. I'm, I'm very into Jason Day for everything you mentioned, but really because on fast greens, he's a dynamite putter, and you know, with all the, the crap that these guys are having thrown at them this week, the greens are where you have to win this tournament, and, and Day can absolutely do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember the the past two years talking about Pebble Beach. It's been uh, Jason Day, ten feet and under, ten to fifteen feet. He's like got a wild high percentage. He hasn't changed anything about his putting. It's really been like the the random injuries and stuff what's been holding him back. So, I mean, the Pebble Beach, the putting. If he can just keep the ball in the fairway and not get into too much trouble. I think he's going to have a good week. So I agree with you there. I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page. Um, honestly, the first three guys are all three guys I like playing a lot in majors. Rose Fowler, JT. If I'm yep. going to take one of them right now, it's Ricky Fowler because I'm going to stick with him. And he's just, he's just so, his ball striking is, to me, it is what you're looking for on a course like this. Like he... If you put a four iron in Ricky Fowler's hand, I would just expect him to hit it out there, 230, whatever, into the fairway. And he's not going to be getting in, into this insane trouble that I know some of these other guys do. Justin Thomas coming off the injury. John Rahm with just his tendency to be a little wild and get himself into trouble and get angry, etc. And so that's why I would choose Ricky up there. And then the other guy, Molinari, I want to go back to him because I think people are finally forgetting about him a little bit in this course. Mm -hmm. Perfect for Molinari. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right on the same page with you. I like Rosie here. Uh, He's, he's got that, that him and Ricky both have that kind of game that they just grind. They keep going. They have a bad round or, you know, a mediocre round. It doesn't get to them. They're back out there the next day scoring again. Um, you know, they said Rom's just just too inconsistent. He he makes some mistakes on the course, and and you know he's gonna pay for it here if if he does. I do like Molinari a little bit, um, but yeah, out of the whole tier, Jason Day is my favorite as well. 
All right, then uh, as we get into the eights, uh, let's kick it off with Tommy Fleetwood, Hideki Matsuyama right at the top there. I think they're going to be pretty popular. They're affordable. Uh, Fleetwood, you know, uh, had a second at the U.S. Open last year, uh, fourth, 2017. And then Matsuyama is, uh, you know, people just like playing him in majors. I, I get it. Uh, he, he's got good ball striking. It, it usually matters in majors a significant amount. I don't know. I just feel like he's he's been such a letdown uh, this this year and last year. And last year he had the injury and all, but it's uh, it's been tough to play Hideki uh, in the last eighteen months. Yeah, definitely um, with you on both. There, it's it, it's so hard to say with both of them because I feel like these guys could be like. 70% owned in the Millionaire Maker. Like, everyone's just going to be like, okay, Fleetwood, Matsuyama, and let's right. build around those two at 89 and 88. Like, obviously, they won't be that high on. That was uh, a joke. <laughs> but, I mean, like, people people love them, too. Like, they are DFS darlings. People like to plug them into their line, get a couple top 20s out of them, and then... Uh, you get a winner and a few other successes around there, and look, you're bringing home a million. So it's tough. I want to lean towards Tommy Fleetwood because I feel like I should play him in every major, and I like him on difficult courses like I like Brooks, like I like Spieth on difficult courses. And so I would lean towards Tommy Fleetwood here. Like It's going to be interesting with Day, Molinari, Fleetwood all kind of being right there. Like you'll probably see people going boom, 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 those three, and then moving on from there. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be so many different variations, but I agree. I'm going to continue staying away from Hideki, even though he's, I mean, he's been super consistent, but not like super consistently good enough for me right now with obviously the major field here. And then like Fleetwood, it strikes me as like the, another fowler type person with just amazing ball striking and is going to win a major soon enough. So that's kind of my thought on those two really. Yep. And then, uh, you know, right below them, Xander Schauffele, he's always got some value in, in this kind of situation. He, he does show up in the bigger events and he never stats out all that well. Uh, when, when there's some time between the big events, so, you know, uh, people who are looking at that are, are going to say, ah, well, you know, he's he's just kind of okay and maybe pass him by. Um, he tends to elevate his game. You've got FedEx Cup points leader Matt Kuchar at 8,500. I think he'll be pretty popular this week, and for good reason. He's, you know, a, a, a usually good on the courses that do require that that kind of focus and, and the, uh, you know, just keep plugging away factor. Are you playing any Kuchar this week? Yeah, I mean, I want, yeah, I like, I, right here in this group, like, if we're talking, we could go 8,000 up. I like Kucher, I like Casey, I like Adam Scott. Adam Scott is the one guy that I'm, I'm leaning towards getting away from him just because he's playing very well, and I expect people to kind of really like him. Yeah, and I, I can't see him putting well enough with what they're going to do with green speed and pin locations. I agree. I can see him missing a five-footer and just giving that dumbfounded look yeah. with his giant putter right now. Yeah. Like, and just, we're going to avoid that anger this weekend. 
And you just look at uh, a little Coocher, a little Casey, who burned people at the previous major, which might be interesting. And then, uh, who else did I just say in there? Yeah, no, I said Scott. So, I mean, Coocher, Casey, I love those two. Yeah, K- Casey's interesting with the, uh, you know, the, the scorn lover uh, narrative com- coming off of some some letdowns. Uh, what about Bryson down at 8,100? He's... Uh, he hasn't been great since the beginning of the season, but I feel like this is a spot that he could get turned around. You know, as long as he stays in it a little bit, uh, he doesn't need to score quite like you would in another tournament. And he finds himself all of a sudden, you know, on the leaderboard, he could he could do a little something. Yeah, you know, you know, Bryson has been like he's driving himself crazy with his mediocre play lately. Mm-hmm. And you know he's probably like grinding harder than a majority of these guys. Just like, like he's out there trying to get whatever has been throwing him off right. And we saw a little bit of a comeback at the Memorial T twenty two, and he's been out here before. He's had some success in the U.S. Open. I want to see where he's at. I've got this uh, kind of a Pebble Beach. Uh, Area the three courses that they play in the pro am. I uh, built a little something around there. Um, let's see what he uh, where he's coming in for me. So, uh, the fact he's played seven rounds isn't good, so it's not great. Um, but that's more or less due to lack of actually being in that tournament. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean. It comes down to, like, do you think he's able to... I think he's able to compete with every single player here, and I love the price, and I love the fact that he's kind of trending up. So it's it's interesting to me. Um, but then again, there's some guys I'd probably rather pivot to, maybe priced a little below him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even even with the only the seven rounds, I actually, uh, he shows pretty well in, in some of the, the modeling I've looked at based on ball striking, etc., you know, so not factoring in the final result. Um, mm-hmm. He actually does look like he's he's gained strokes here in, in the places that we're going to want him to this week. Uh, so he does interest me. And then there's Phil, Phil Mickelson, right there, 8,200. Uh, always worth mentioning in a major, although... Especially yeah. at Pebble Beach. I mean, he he won here earlier this year. He's won five times at Pebble Beach. Yeah. Runner-up sec- runner two times. Yeah, the uh, oh, man, the, the the networks would love to get a, a good Phil versus Tiger showdown on Sunday. Oh, I would love it too. Just I'm know, a sucker. Maybe maybe one of the last chances we'll get for it. But. I know it would be that would be just amazing. Like I, if there's two things I am hoping for right now, it's a Tiger Phil Sunday showdown and a. Warriors Raptors game seven. <laughs> I'm pulling for you. And then KD to the next. <laughs> Healthy. <Right. laughs> um all right, let's hit the sevens. Uh big tier. What uh what do you like in it? G- give me a couple names. Oh, uh, let me get my get myself back to the right spot here. Starting off. Uh, let, let me hit the uh, the obvious ones while while you gather yourself. Okay, okay. You got guys who who played well last week. Webb Simpson, uh, Henrik Stenson. The pricing came out prior to the to the Canadian Open results. Uh, 
Brant Snedeker, another guy, 7,500. Um, so, you know, these, these guys look like great values given what they did last week. They're going to be popular. I like Webb. Henrik, I'm okay with. Sneds, I just, I just can't play Sneds anymore. You know, uh, on Friday uh, of last week when he, when he put up the 61, everybody, you know, is like, oh, I'm sitting pretty. And, and then, you know, he just stayed right where he was. And you didn't have the blow-up round that you usually have with him. But still, you know, he, he just has that one great round in him per tournament. Um, yeah, and it's whether or not it's big enough like it was in the players. It was like a, right. whatever it was to keep him like six shots ahead of the field with mediocre play. Right. So, you know, I, I can't do sneds, especially at a, at a you know course with it. Oh, I, I was referring to Webb Simpson, but I think that actually applies to both of them, to be honest. Yeah, Snedeker's gotcha. 59 did the same thing with him at the Wyndham last year right. as Webb at the players. <laughs> right, right. All right, so uh, outside of those three popular plays, what do you have? Your top two here. Uh, Ustazen and Reed, both um, very interesting. Ustazen, everybody hates because his last outing was a big fat WD, and uh, he wasn't even on the leaderboard because he it was like so early in the morning Thursday, but it started right. everything locked. It was that look, that look, hurt a we're, lot. We're in Monterey, California. They're, the Airbnbs are going to have really good beds. He's going to get a good night's sleep. We don't. Have I to would worry hope. About that. Yes, I would hope he had booked this a long time ago. But honestly, he's got like phenomenal, like ridiculous U.S. Open history. The guy, he kind of just disappears off our radar for like weeks at a time. And then it's like, oh, it's a major. Let's play Louie. So it's interesting. And it's even crazier that he's priced at 7,900. So I can just see my uh, DraftKings screen dropping down to Louie when I'm looking for someone to fill in that hole. Um, So, I mean, that's interesting to me. But I, I, Probably side with 80% of the field here when I say I kind of hate it and it kind of scares me a lot. <laughs> uh, but he's worth mentioning. Um, and then the other guy is my favorite, Patrick Reed, who has also had a lot of success at Pebble Beach. Yeah. I think he's going to be extremely, I mean, he's quiet coming into this. No one's talking about him. No one's been talking about him. He's gained so many strokes at the U.S. Open and Pebble Beach. And I just like think it's going to be a great pivot, a great tournament play. 7,900, like, come on. People are going to be going to Webb. People are going to be going to Sergio, I could only imagine. And Patrick Reed, he's right there. Yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, we saw this at the Masters uh, when he won it. You know, it's people don't like to play him, and he can put a great uh, tournament together from time to time. Yeah, I mean, if he if he goes out and wins, and you have some guys around him, it, it's gonna it's gonna pay. He's one of those guys. Yep. And then uh, you need to check out uh, uh, Matt Jones uh, on Twitter. He, he's got uh, you know a little T shirt where uh, business going where he donates proceeds, and uh, his his T shirt that's applicable here is did louis bring his bed and it's got you know some z's on it and ah, i saw that <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a classic so uh shout out to matt there um all right anybody else in the sevens you want to you want to shout out while we're here yeah i mean well i mean stenson i think is a great play here i think he's also going to be very popular which is yeah, you know scary to play stenson when he's popular 
Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. That like the names that immediately catch my eye and my interest kind of across the board here. Jim Furick, I think, is gonna be extremely popular and I yep. can I I'm just gonna continue passing on Jim Furick and probably I don't know. It it hasn't worked out amazing. Yeah. Like you, it, it you would be a great story, him. and you know you you can enjoy it in that method uh, right. rather than put your dollars behind it. Right. Yeah. Like that goes back to the like, do I see him winning? And I don't see him winning, so I'm gonna look past him, even though he's like very viable top ten, top fifteen, which makes complete sense for DFS purposes. I just like I. I can never get myself to do it. Last week he was 8,800 and I like had him in a few lineups and I was like, uh, no, no, like I'm not doing this. And I replaced him in every single one of them. So, um, yeah, Henrik Stenson, uh, Ian Poulter is a guy who I always want to play in Mm -hmm. the British Open, in the U.S. Open. I'm undecided on him at this moment in time. Um, You talked about Snedeker who else down here? Uh, what are you doing no- with Shane Lowry? We, uh, you know, we we were oh, suspect God. last week, and <laughs> you know he's just an, another accuracy course, and he he came in and got it done. You know, for, uh, paid paid pretty well at his price. Yeah, I mean, he definitely hit his own. Uh, he exceeded value targets last week, and uh, I played him. Two or three weeks ago, and it was great because nobody was talking about him, and I just feel like people will now be talking about him. I don't know. I don't know. I lean towards no, but like 7,500 after what he has been doing, like, is it too obvious, so obvious that I don't like it? I, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't, his ownership looks single digit, uh, according to Fantasy National. So, I mean, at single digit ownership, I'm I'm in on, on some Shane Lowry. Yeah, I mean if that happens, if we're expecting him single digit, yeah, I but, say go ahead, especially in a tournament. It, it scares me. Old, but yeah, yeah. So uh, outside right. of that, a, a couple names I want to mention: Kisner, Emiliano Grillo, and Graham McDowell. Graham McDowell has he's had a, a good season. Beach. He's had a great season. And uh, what what was the the Pebble Beach? What the hell did I read about him? There was a reason I really liked McDowell. Yeah, McDowell was T eight last week at the Canadian Open. Uh, you know, PGA Championship T twenty nine. Oh, here was a point that I thought would be interesting. Twenty twelve U.S. Open was at Olympic Club, San Francisco. Uh, no more than a half hour away from, no, maybe more than a half hour, a couple hours away from Pebble Beach. But anyways, it's U.S. Open in California, close mm-hmm. to Pebble yeah. Beach on the coast. Graham McDowell, runner-up, this was 2012, Webb Simpson won it. So interesting because that's the most, uh, and if you go back through these recent uh, U.S. Opens, it's pretty much the closest to Pebble Beach in terms of definitely proximity to the course like it's in california it's very close by and then number two distance we've had a lot of u.s opens that have been 74 75 76 77 7800 yards and this is right down in the 7000 to 7100 range and then you see webb simpson 
Graham McDowell right up there at the top. So I find that to be a little interesting. So, I mean, that could be your reason to roster Graham McDowell here on top of the fact he's having a great season. Yep. Uh, last name I'm going to throw at you, and I'm, I'm coming off of it a little bit now that the weather doesn't look bad, but Siwoo Kim, 7,100. Uh, the the stats that I like this week, uh, he's crushing it in. Um, does well at this kind of course. Kim, when his putter's good, uh, he has he has a good week. You know that's that's kind of the one drawback, uh, especially if the weather is is not you know up. You, you gotta hit you gotta hit the putts that are that are makeable. You can't you can't two putt uh, and win. So, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna have a little bit of Siwoo. Yeah, I think uh, the putting is definitely you know it's an interesting. Uh, it's always always a conversation uh, to be had there. So. But his name is his name is up there on the leaderboard more than I ever expected to be. So I can't tell anyone otherwise. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very a uh, crash and crash and burn or uh, uh, the opposite with him. You're, you're you don't get uh, very much in between. Yeah. Plus, then you always have a uh, Pat Mayo uh, out there. With yeah. His, you, see. You, yep. You can, you can tag Pat and say, I, "Pat, I played him. Did you?" <laughs> <laughs> And the answer is usually yeah. yes. And Luke List, who's also in this range, and I will yeah. keep playing. All right, punts in the sixes. Got anybody? Jimmy Walker is seven thousand, but uh, I'm a Jimmy Walker guy right now. Um, he was good last week. Yeah, so that interests me. Um, Charles Howell, sixty-nine hundred. He he has been struggling lately. Mm-hmm. Two guys right there. Howell and we're, Duff. We're back on the West Coast now. That's yes. where Charles Howell is good. Yes, yes. Fantastic point. We talk about that all the time. Charles Howell, I expect him to have some positive regression here. So I love that. 6900 Great guy to That's like. A great uh, price for CH3. I'm playing yeah, some CH3 like your, for sure. Uh, Charles Howell floor to your lineup would be fantastic. Um, someone who's maybe a little more iffy, but I like. Jason Duffner, this is his time of year. He's been playing great. He's a ball striker's ball striker's ball striker, which I love. <laughs> and then our guy, uh, my guy, who I actually went pretty heavy on last week, Eric Van Ruyen. I had him in, like, I think by the time I was done building lineups, I had, like, 70% Eric Van Ruyen. And I was like, um, <laughs> it's probably not smart. And I backtracked a bit. But then he he did pretty well and ended up fading to T20. But, I mean, you were happy with that, where he was and his ownership. So that's an interesting play to me at 6,900. And then Joel Dahman, 6,700, late addition to the field. I mean, he's just continues to crush. And I, I love the guy. I think he's going to be out there doing his thing. 67. 67 yeah. and then everyone and then you start getting these like strange names down below that yeah, some qualifiers you, you and... might be able to x out quite a few of them if you're yeah. uh looking through here yeah you get some, some people getting with qualifiers and things like that um just taking a quick look at, at what i've got if there's anybody uh anybody we're we're missing on um you got happy barn rat down there at 6800 
He's he pops up here and there in places you don't expect in big weeks. He does like to play the uh, for the big one. Yeah, he he surely shows up when I guess sometimes when you expect him to. Sometimes not so much, but always someone to keep in mind. He scares me a lot. Uh, two names I think we'll be seeing uh, quite a bit going forward: Victor Hovland and Scotty Scheffler. Probably not necessarily mm-hmm. the time I would want to play them, but names to keep an eye out for. They're both 6,700. All right. Let's wrap it with a little one-and-done talk, as always, Alex. Uh, you know, this is this is a big money week, one of the weeks you shaved your bullets for. DJ, obviously, going to be very popular, probably the most popular uh, one-and-done play. People saved him for Pebble. Um you know, uh, it's a good week for a guy like Ricky Fowler. Um, yeah, Jason, I was gonna Jason say Day if you have him. Tiger, if you if you have yeah. saved him and didn't play him in the Masters, like I think I think now might be your Tiger week. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd probably spend that bullet if you have it. Yeah, I, there's a lot of names up top that I do like, but like uh, a Brooks, a Tiger, uh, Ricky Fowler, like you said. Uh, Jason Day is interesting if you want to go uh, a little contrarian. I think people are a little scared of him. Mm-hmm. Any any one and done bullet down low? Uh, you know, I don't think it's a great week to go low, but I got Alexander Shoffley is right there below the the top cut of guys, and you know we've we've talked about plenty of times what he does uh, with uh, with weeks that that are high profile. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he fares this week because he loves, he loves majors, and I always want to doubt it, but he always proves me wrong. But all right, guys, that's what we got this week. Have a good U.S. Open, and may the sports be with you. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.